Welcome to the Runners Who Wine podcast. I'm your co-host, Nicole, a certified personal trainer, runner, and self-proclaimed wine connoisseur. And with me is the always amazing Anne-Marie. She's a DVRT master instructor, fellow runner, and wine lover. This podcast is your jam if you're looking for authentic, unfiltered product reviews, information on all things running, and real talk regarding everything that fuels our runs, including a big old glass of wine. So pour yourself a glass and let's get started. Anne-Marie. Nicole, or should I say Mrs. Drinkwater. Uh, so weird, but yeah. You're, you're so <laughs> married. <laughs> I haven't talked to you since the wedding and I'm so excited to, well, I'm not really excited to be home, but I'm excited to talk to you again. <laughs> I, I know. I, I felt like I kind of went to your wedding and then put myself to sleep and then I haven't talked to you since. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun at the wedding? I, oh my god, it was amazing! It was like the best wedding I've ever been to. I can't stop raving about it. Oh, yay! The drink donkeys were on point. I love those drink donkeys. Their names were Sassy and Opie. Oh, that's and right. And Sassy was super sassy. Definitely oh, lived up to her oh. name. She was cool. They were both very cool. I enjoyed myself a lot. Oh, and your honeymoon was fun. Honeymoon was amazing. We went to uh, Spain and Portugal. And Jealous. we were there for two weeks, and we've been back now for a week and a half, almost two weeks. And I still wish I was on my honeymoon. <laughs> I bet. Oh my gosh. I'm sure getting adjusted to life being a married woman and just back to reality is different. Yeah. Reality, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, like a good. letdown. There's like a letdown period after. Not like you're sad to be married, but like there was so much excitement leading up to the wedding that you're like, "What do I do with myself?" Yeah, now? I mean, I'm super glad all the planning is over. Yeah. Um, but I mean, being on vacation is so nice, and I love to travel and just sure. going on a nice vacation and not worrying about anything. Um, yeah, was just a lot of fun. Did you do any running over there? I did a little bit of running. Um, I ran once in Ibiza and once in Majorca, which are just beautiful places to run. And um, I I planned a few really active things for us to do. I really like active vacations. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not really one for sitting on the beach and laying around. I get bored. <laughs> so we did a few bike tours and yeah, I'm not that person. Paddle boarding um, and then just a ton, a ton of walking. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Kind of jealous you got to run in some pretty awesome places. It's It was nice. But you've been doing some travel too. You were just yeah, in Canada? Yeah, well, I was in Canada, which is not really traveling for where I live. Um, but I live really close to the border. Um, so over the Memorial Day weekend, we drove up to Kingston, Ontario, which is literally across from where I live. It's across Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um and we, I did some running there, very, you know, just a few miles in the morning. But I mostly ate and drank my way <laughs> through through Kingston, through downtown Kingston. It's a very cool place. It feels kind of European. Um, they don't really speak French or anything, but it's just the way that it's laid out is kind of European. So it's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we yeah. did a lot of wine drinking. I mean, Spanish and Portuguese wines are just amazing. So, uh, well, speaking of wine, are you drinking anywhere right now? I am. I am actually drinking wedding wine. 
Oh, yay. That's awesome. Yeah, we had some left over. So uh, that's what I'm having. It's a Sauvignon Blanc. It's from Chile. Did you have some at the wedding? I'm sure I had more than some. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to hear. But yeah, the Sauvignon Blanc is what I was drinking at the wedding, and it was delicious. Um, As I said, it's from Chile, and the little description is due to the cool mountain breezes of the Andes Mountains, this Sauvignon Blanc has a special freshness only Chile can produce. With hot summer days and cold nights, the San Esteban Vineyard, located in the high foothills of the valley, gives a citrus-like quality to the wine similar to fresh grapefruit. Great for cocktails. It's called Conde de Velazquez. Oh, that sounds very yummy. I am also drinking a Sauvignon Blanc, although mine is from Sonoma County in California. It is a Jacqueline Bahu or Bayou. I don't know. I am very bad at pronouncing things. <laughs> However, the description on the back uh, is similar. It says that it's a has bright tropical aromas with hints of pineapple, guava, and green apple. Happy Ooh. sipping. So, yeah, it's a great summer wine for those hot days. Guava sounds really intriguing. Yes, it's very crisp and yummy. It's it's actually like 85 out right now and like 85% humidity, and I kind of want to die. So it's, it's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's in the 90s here in Austin. Ugh. So have you been running since you've been home? A little. I I need to start ramping up again because I have my first half of the season is in September. Oh. So mid-September. So I kind of need to start training. I don't know what I was thinking picking a September race when I live in Texas because running in the summer here is brutal. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, well, similarly, I picked a half marathon that's like the end of August and I hate, I hate training in the summer, although I do it, but like, you know, I prefer my fall races a little bit more in the fall. So I'm not like literally running through all the summer heat, but it happens and that's what happens when you sign up for fall half marathons and marathons, right? You got to kind of deal with heat. Yeah, absolutely. And in Texas, the, I mean, the only way to beat the heat, there actually there is no way to beat the heat right now the the best time of day to run obviously is in the morning the temperature are the coolest in the morning however the humidity tends to be the highest in the morning here Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a you know what's the lesser of two evils for you would you rather run in 80 degrees with um would you rather run in 80 degrees with 100% humidity or would you rather run in 100 degrees with you know lower humidity Man, that is a tough call. I think humidity overall is just harder to run in because it's harder to breathe. But um, let's talk about let's talk about our tips for running in the summer. I mean, we've both done it several times. You've you did it last summer living in Texas, so you have a lot of experience. Um, what are your What are some of your tips other than like maybe heading out early or heading out later in the day? Yeah. So yeah, just like you said, definitely heading out earlier or late when the sun is not at its peak just because mm-hmm. the sun itself is pretty harsh. Um, but a key tip is hydrate. That is right. the most important thing when you're running in the heat. Run with a handheld water bottle or a hydration pack. Um, I really like hydration packs because then you're not, you don't have to carry something in your hands. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can get tiring. I um, find 
I, I mean, I use a handheld most of the time, but for longer miles, especially when you're getting into like longer half marathon training runs, yeah. the hydration pack is key because you're able to carry more water without having to like put it in your hand. You just have more available to you. Yeah. And like I live in the middle of the country, so it's not like I can stop at a, like a water fountain or like a gas station and grab like water or something. Like I have to just be prepared ahead of time. So the, the, the marathon or vest or whatever has come in handy in the past yeah I think um so water key number one for sure uh if you can find a shaded route that will help a little um and then other big things I tend to run with a hat in the summer a trucker hat or um, a visor and that way I can dunk some water on the hat and then put it on my head to keep cool because a lot of a lot of heat escapes through your head, so you wanna you wanna keep your head cool. You wanna keep your hands cool. Um, uh, so that's it, and it's so refreshing after you've gone a few miles to just kind of dunk your hat in water and then just put yeah. it on your head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so nice. Um, I always joke that I'm not a swimmer, but I mean, I live by the lake, and anytime I'm running, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just hop in. Like, I'm gonna, I don't care. I'll I'll learn to swim. <laughs> like, you just get so hot, you wanna cool off. Yeah. Um, and of course, um, a sunblock key. So you just, so mm-hmm. you don't burn, uh, cause then your next run is going to be even worse. <laughs> Everything's going to be hitting in all the wrong places and it's just going to be really Ouch. unbearable. So sunblock, um, I usually run with, a s- like sports bra and shorts and then some sort of sweat wicking top. Um, mm-hmm. sweat wicking gear is really important in the summer too, cause it'll help keep you dry. Yeah. No um, cotton. Cool. No cotton. But also you can take, I'll sometimes take my shirt off mid run and dunk that in water too, and put it on the back of my neck. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but again, make sure you have some sunblock all over. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as clothing is concerned, um, I break this rule all the time because I wear black just in general, but wearing lighter color clothing. So not black. So whiter, you know, maybe like a whiter tank top or like lighter color shorts or, you know, capris or something so that you're not attracting the sun as much. Mm -hmm. And also I think this goes for any type of run. I think we mentioned this in cold weather running and it goes for your long runs as well. Make sure someone knows where you're going and where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case, you know, let someone know when you're supposed to be back or better yet, plan a route that goes by your house a couple times so yep. that if you're not feeling well, if you're overheating, if you need extra water or just to sit in the air conditioning for a bit, you can. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, I actually led a group run last night and one of my runners, um, she has exercise induced asthma and the humidity was so bad that like I kept you know, lagging back to make sure she was okay. And I had another trained runner there with me and I had to call it for her. I'm like, you can't run anymore. So you have to also know when to call it quits, right? Like know the signs of heat illness. Um, Sometimes it's hard, especially if you're like, I can do this. I'm a runner. We're all very stubborn humans. Um, But if you're feeling faint or if you're sweating excessively or you're feeling nauseous or nauseated, um, you have muscle cramps, then it's, you know, it could be heat exhaustion and you should probably cool your off, like cool off with some water, get a drink, go find some shade. Like you're saying, go into the air conditioning. Um, But if it's something worse, like you have a, a headache or you're not sweating and, 
and you're still nauseated and you're having like a really strong, you know, rapid pulse, that's something more serious. It could be like heat stroke. Um, and just, that's when you have to just totally know to call it quits, not even take a break. Um, so it's important to know the signs of like heat illness and when to like say, this is enough. I can't do this right now. I can finish this run later. Definitely safety first. And also along those same lines, your pace is going to slow down. Yes. I think there's some statistic like every degree over 60, your pace slows. Well, I actually have those in front of me. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, it says when your temperature rises, when the temperature rises above 70 degrees, running pace is impacted by 7% and 12 to 15% at 80 degrees. And anything above 85 degrees, your performance is seriously affected and become can become dangerous. Wow. Okay. So above 70. Um, yeah. Yeah. Take it, take it slower. If you're training for a fall race and your goal is to PR, just don't worry when you get to that race, when the temps cool down, you're going to be able to run faster in the cooler mm-hmm. temperatures. But when it's hot out, especially over 85, be really cautious during your run and anything from 70 to 85, just take it slow. Yeah, you slowing. I mean, you should be going slower on your long runs anyway. Um, I mean, if you're training properly, your long run should be slow. Um, but you're going to be even slower just because of the heat. I mean, last night, I think I looked down at my watch and I was at like a 10 minute pace and I felt like I was dying, <laughs> which is not normal, in my, you know, my normal running pace. But it was just like, man, like, it's hot. Like, I really just I can't I personally don't handle heat. Well, I'm allergic to the sun on some level. So like, I get overheated really easily. And I just have to know, don't let my you know, you it's not about pride, like put your pride aside and yeah. just be safe about it and be smart about it. And if you're the type of person that gets really competitive with yourself and just can't force yourself to slow down, run without your watch and just go out for a set amount of time Uh and then just run according to feel instead of trying to push your pace that your watch is telling you to. Yeah. And if it's really, really that hot, like if it's, you know, 90 degrees out and the only time you can get your long run in is at, you know, 11 o'clock on a Sunday, go to the treadmill instead. I think um, a lot of people hate on the treadmill. Honestly, I I really like the treadmill, one, when it's super, super hot or when it's freezing cold and icy and dangerous to run. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also really like the treadmill for speed work because I think that it it actually pushes me and kind of forces me into a new comfort zone that I might not be able to do myself or I'm able to do it, but I don't do it myself when I'm outside. So when it's a really hot day, why not hit the treadmill to do some speed work? It'll make time go by faster when you're doing some intervals as opposed to just logging the same pace on the treadmill, which can get boring. Right. Um, and I prefer, I, I really personally like the treadmill. I mean, I've done long, I've done, I think up to 16 miles on it, which I mean, that's, it has been a while, but, um, I, I love doing speed work on the treadmill. It's flat. It's, you can control your pace easier. Um, and I think it helps you to push the pace a little bit more. Um, cause where I live is really hilly. So unless I go to a track, it's, I'm probably not going to get, you know, that flat surface that you need to do the speed work anyhow. Yeah, true. Fair point. And then after your run, once you get back, make sure to, replenish with not just water but extra electrolytes Mm -hmm. because you'll most likely be sweating more than normal it's important to get all of that kind of salt and energy back into your body yeah for sure um drinking after drinking even um like between 10 to 16 ounces like 
two hours before your run and then maybe like another four to eight ounces before you start making sure you're just hydrated before you begin you know if you're already thirsty like they say you're dehydrated so um that makes a difference and like you're saying the electrolytes i use noon um i like it i use it in my handheld or my hydration my my vest um but uh afterwards too i usually like drop a noon tab in my water and and take like eight ounces down just to you know, rehydrate. Yeah, I usually do. Uh, Vega has a zero calorie electrolyte hydration mix. Mm -hmm. And I'll usually do like 16 ounces of water with that mixed into it. And it's really refreshing. And I don't do this, but I know a lot of people that swear by salt tablets. Yeah, I've heard that. I think they're, they're helpful for long runs. I don't think you need them for short runs. Correct. But for long runs, they're supposed to be really great for helping you kind of maintain that salt in your body. And not and, get the muscle cramps. Yes, and avoid muscle cramps. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to think of there was like another – I have, had something else in my head that I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, plan ahead. Like I think you were talking before about, you know, switching it up and doing like maybe speed work instead. Usually, especially when I'm like have a training schedule, I will look at the week of weather and just say, when is it going to – like, when should I be running outside? Is there going to be storm on Tuesday when I should be, you know, or is it going to be like 90 degrees on Tuesday when I need to be running, you know, five miles? Should I take it to the treadmill instead? Just kind of planning ahead. And like, if you have to rearrange your schedule to get your long run in on a different day, do that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It seems yeah, like common sense, but you have to, it's hard because you have a schedule in front of you and sometimes you get really stubborn about it, but you have to be adaptable and be flexible and kind of roll with the punches. Yeah, absolutely. If you push yourself to do something that you're, even if you're not feeling it that day, even if it's the perfect morning to run outside, but you're just feeling for some reason, maybe your body temperature is a little higher than normal, or maybe you feel a cold coming on, like just don't push yourself in the heat. It's dangerous. Stick to the treadmill or do a different type of workout that day and do your run the following day. You're, yep. you're not going to get, your training's not going to get messed up if you miss one run or rearrange your run a little No, more. right, no. Especially if it's going to, like, be some crazy heat wave. Like, don't be a hero. <laughs> you know, don't go try to run in the heat. Just take it to the treadmill or, you know, reschedule it. Yes. And then, so, I want to also talk about what you do on race day if it ends up being warmer than you planned. Yes. Because I've run three races in Texas now, and fortunately, they've all been kind of in the winter. There, there aren't really any big Texas races in the summer because it's dangerous. But I, right. I do know a few friends that, you know, there was the Vermont Marathon or was it New Hampshire? Some, somewhere up there where it's usually pretty nice. And it was sure. so hot that they canceled the race oh, wow. a few hours into it. And if you hadn't finished they had to sweep you off the course because it was dangerous wow. because of heat stroke. So hopefully you won't come to that during your race. But if you get to race day and it's warmer than you anticipated, maybe you were training in a cooler climate and then get to the race and it's warmer. Or even if you were training in the heat and then get to the race and it's hot again, just all the same things apply. Don't push yourself. Even if you were hoping for a PR, like just rearrange your plans. There will always be another race. It's always kind of a bummer when you're hoping for a PR and it just doesn't, the weather, the course or something doesn't pan out to help you. But, um, just don't, you have to be cautious. Um, take aid stations seriously. Even if you bring your own water, stop and get extra water. 
get water at every single station, dump some on your head, dump some on your body. No, seriously. And I think a lot of people, you know, I don't say people, but there's a lot of runners that are like, oh, I don't stop. I have, you know, if you have your water, that's fine. But like it, I've PR'd an 18 mile race before and I stopped at every single water station, like from five miles on. If you have a good pace, it's just a second and you're just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's better to be hydrated than like dying at the end of the race because you're dehydrated. Absolutely. And a lot of races, if, if they're foreseeing that the forecast is calling for excessive heat, a lot Mm -hmm. of the water stations, the volunteers will also be handing out sponges dunked in ice water, Mm -hmm. which is really nice and refreshing. So definitely grab one of those if you see them. Mm-hmm. I've grabbed um, sponges before. I think I may have grabbed a popsicle at the Mountain Goat <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little warm, and I was feeling a little slow. So, and also, uh, um, chafing, chafing can get. Oh bad yes, in the that's summer. such that's such a good point. Yeah. Um, so, what do you do for that? So, I use Body Glide. Yes, it mm-hmm. looks like a little deodorant stick, and you basically rub it on wherever you typically chafe. So for me in the summer when I'm in shorts and a tank top, it's usually, you know, in my inner thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also usually do um, right by where my, like, where my bra hits my skin um, under there just in case. Um, and then sometimes I even put it on the inside of my arm too in case my arm, like, rubs up against the side of my yeah. body. Yeah, um, just to avoid that chafing because that can also just like a sunburn get really uncomfortable. Oh yeah, I I think the first time I ever went on it was like ten miles and I wore a pair of shorts, which for me is a terrible idea. But I wore a pair of shorts that I'd never worn before, and I shaved so bad, like my inner thighs looked like they had rug burn, like, mm-hmm. and then my it, I don't know, it was just like an overall bad run. But I shaved, I learned my lesson went out, got some body glide. And every time I go on a really long run during the summer now, I'm, I put it on like it's sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all over under my armpits, under my bra line, around my butt, <laughs> like oh, wherever. When you, yeah. you may think you didn't chafe during a run and then you get Ooh. in the shower and the shower Ooh. will tell you. Oh it yeah. It hurts like all hell when you get in the shower. It's so bad. It's the worst, 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 worst. It is. It really is. So and if you don't have Body Glide or you don't have access to Body Glide, um, well, one, there's Amazon. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. But two, uh-huh. Vaseline also works. Yes. Um, it's a little gooier and stickier, but it'll do the trick. Yeah, absolutely. I and you, I've done like Vaseline even during the winter to like help um, prevent some like yeah. uncomfortableness. Yeah. And they usually have Vaseline um, during races. They'll pass them out usually on popsicle sticks. They're not what? They're Vaseline. <laughs> I've never seen that. Really? No. Um, a lot of like the medical tents, they'll, they'll be passing them out. And if they're not passing them out, they usually have a tub of Vaseline or something like that at the medical tent. But yeah, if you see a volunteer or a medic uh, with popsicle sticks with this little like goo on the top, it's not a goo. <laughs> Do not eat it. It's Vaseline. Oh That's so fun. I don't know that I've ever seen that around here. Maybe just because I live in a more temperate climate. I have no idea. Oh, that's really that's funny. Just, yeah, that is funny. Yeah. Interesting. Don't eat the popsicles, kids. <laughs> Good to know. Sound life advice. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I want to touch upon is kind of uh, washing your clothes in the summer heat. I know this is kind of a 
like random thing to say, but no, it's not. I go ahead. Yeah. Your clothes get super, super sweaty, like more than during the winter, of course, because it's hot and you're running and you're sweating and that sweat can, well, one, it stains your clothes and two, it can make them really smelly. So after your run, um, try to kind of air out your clothes and let them dry before you ball them up and put them in the hamper. Uh, because if you just ball them up and put them in the hamper, they will, all that like bacteria and stuff will just kind of linger there and they'll they'll fester fester and your clothes will stay wet with that sweat. Um, it's just not good for your clothes. It's not good for all the other clothes that go into your laundry basket and then washing them. Um, the best thing to do is to wash them with your detergent and they make sports specific detergents, but I tend to just use regular, but regular detergent in cold water. Um, yes. And I know you're like, well, why cold water? Doesn't warm water kill all the bacteria? It does. But if you have sweat wicking material, the warm water can ruin them. So if you want Mm -hmm. to keep them performing at their best, it's good to wash them in cold water. And then it's even better if you hang them dry, but I know that's not always possible. So just tumble dry low. I'm sure that's what they say on the tag. Um, oh, you know what? I It's funny that you say all this because recently I was bitching about how smelly some of my clothes have been lately, um, my workout clothes. So um, I need to, like, I was going to get a sports detergent, but it may be that I was washing them a little improperly. So thank you. No problem. I, tips 101. <laughs> we should write a whole post about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, take care of your clothes. They'll last longer if you wash them that way. Uh, It's kind of a pain. It takes longer, obviously, to do the whole cycle and have them dry if you're hanging them. But uh, it will prevent them from pilling and losing their sweat-wicking abilities and losing their shape and all that jazz. Nice. Well, I think that's some good advice from somebody who's living in sweaty Texas. Oh, yeah. It's hot here. Yuck. But anyway, so to recap, drink your water, be safe, drink more water. Be smart about the time of day you're going out, plan ahead. Don't be afraid to hit the mill. Pick shady route. Use some anti-chafing stuff and wash your clothes properly. That's all you got to do. That's all there is to it. Summer Running 101 from Nicole and Anne-Marie. If you have any tips to add, shoot us an email or contact us on social, all that fun stuff. And we'll be back in two weeks with another fun episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for everything we chatted about today. And for more from me, Nicole, check out fitfulfocus.com and from Anne-Marie at thefitfoodiemama.com. And for any questions, you can email us at runnerswhowine, that's wine like the beverage, at gmail.com.